Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Week 14 almost in the books. The Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals do battle tonight in the desert. Patriots still alive. They get still to 7-6. There. and six. They're right there with the charges. I'm not sure who has that tiebreaker right now between those two teams. Right so. now, just because the Patriots haven't played and the Chargers, the Chargers are, are the seven seed. Yeah, but if the Patriots were... To get the dub tonight and go to seven and six, they will be five and three in the conference. The Chargers are five and four in the conference right now. Whoa, Nelly! Patriots would be your seventh seed if they can get the W tonight. Uh, I kind of think that the top wild card has solidified itself as the Bengals, or even maybe the, the Ravens, North, the North team. Although the Ravens stink, dude. Like the well, Ravens here's the thing, just though, stink they out have loud. So many wins, nine and four, stacked. That even if they don't win the division, the other wild card. I mean, maybe I don't think. No, I think it's gonna be the AFC North team who doesn't win the division because. Do you think the Ravens can beat the Browns <laughs> this week in Cleveland even without Lamar? I I don't know, but it won't kill them. I think they can do it. I don't think it's an impossible win because now the with the Dolphins losing. The Ravens still have that type, or they would still be one game ahead. Remember, though, they've lost to the Dolphins. They did so. lose to the Dolphins. Well, so maybe the Ravens are in trouble. Not in trouble, but it just it feels to me, let, let's put it this way, it feels to me that a a top three has been established. Between and, Buffalo, Kansas City, and, and Cincinnati. And we kind of said that that was the case last week. But for all three of them to go out there and take care of business, TCB, this week, it kind of solidified it that those are your top dogs. You know, what does Tomlin like to say? They remember what you do in December. Well, they've all started out December pretty well. Um, Chiefs only loss being to the Cincinnati Bengals, which I believe was in November, actually. Or no, 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 it was at the beginning of December. They lost to the, the Chiefs. That was just two weeks ago that they beat the Chiefs. So... I think that those three have really emerged in my mind as the contenders in the AFC side of things. And the other teams, to be quite honest with you, instead of maybe trying to meet at that level, like we thought the Chiefs and the Bills were there all year long and the Bengals have kind of risen up there. Mm -hmm. Everybody else who maybe was sniffing around that point has fallen off. They're starting to fall off a little bit now. Baltimore. Tennessee, Miami, Tennessee, Miami, yeah, yeah, those three teams especially are. I think those are the biggest. And the Chargers have floundered all year. 
where they should have been at the towards the top, we thought. And the Jets, who were a surprise, are kind of regressing back mm-hmm. to the norm, I think. So not only did those three teams really separate themselves and the Bengals really get on their level, the Bills and the Chiefs, but the other teams that we thought, well, maybe, I mean, Brian Windhorst in the back of our chair, what's, what's going on in Miami? Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on in Miami is they've suffered a two-game losing streak now, and they're looking at three straight Buffalo, losses right yeah. in the aisle with a game at Buffalo coming up. What's going on with Tennessee is they've lost two straight games in a row, and now they're at seven and six and just got trounced. They've lost more than just two in a row, I think it's right? it's two in a row. Or is it three now? It's three in a row for their last— Bengals, Eagles, Jags. For their last six. Bengals, Eagles, Jags. Bengals, Eagles, that makes sense, but the Jags just trouncing them like they and did. And we remember when they beat the Chiefs, or they lost to the Chiefs, saying, okay, you know, it's your only loss in the season since you started 0-2. A good team, plus you played them very close, 20-17. But then, yeah, the, uh, they beat the Broncos, which is what you're supposed to do. You beat the Packers, you assume you're the better team there. But then Bengals, Eagles, I mean, these are playoff teams. You got, you're going to face them eventually if you want to make it to the playoffs. They lose to both, and then I think the real reality check was this Jaguars loss for them. Yeah, I, I agree. Kind of really, that. really humbled them, and and kind of maybe well, revealed. Also, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, but it it kind of no it way. Gave, Are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say? It took the Jags off life support, right? I mean, there's a little bit of a heartbeat now for them. Because they, they play the Titans again, and, and you they know already have the win. That I've thought about this, too. You look at these upstart teams, Jacksonville, the Raiders, who you were giving credit to until they floundered. Yeah, they're... But they still, they're, they're doing better than you expected them to do, given the start of the season. And then you look at teams like uh, the Panthers in Carolina, or even... Um, the Lions, right, who have now won. Now that's the one. We're going to get to them in a second. Five but. of their last six, I think. I think I'm that's just thinking, the one that's going to do the I'm resurrection act. Globally, I'm or not. I'm thinking locally here, Tom. For the Steelers' sake, maybe it's it's a good thing. These teams are doing better, and you're kind of starting to lose a couple of games. While those teams want to make their playoff push, you don't really feel the need to. You get a little bit of a better draft position. No, and I think that you're back at that point now. You're at the crossroads as a Steeler fan is because it was completely on the table if they beat the Ravens for the season to be back Think on. about it. A couple of weeks ago, the Steelers were ahead of teams like uh, Detroit, Green Bay, Jacksonville, Vegas, Carolina, Atlanta. Now you're, at, you're, now at you're tied or behind. or behind all of those teams, so... All of those te- now you have right now. If the season weren't to end today, you'd have the eighth overall pick, which is an improvement from where you were last week. You were, you at were like outside what, of 14? the top ten last week, so thirteen, something like that. It's just so funny how we how it works, right? It, the, the roller coaster of the NFL season. Because again, you beat the Ravens and you're six and seven and you're in the playoff hunt. But since you lose to the Ravens by two points, we're back to well now they're back down to the eights p- picking the draft. They, one week you're thinking about your playoff hopes potentially being resurrected, and then the next you're back to draft positioning. It's it's yeah, a beautiful if, league. Here's the here's the difference. If they had beaten the the Ravens yesterday, Tom, they'd have they'd be smack dab in the middle, sixteen. And and we'd be talking about playoffs, not right. not right, draft right, right, positioning right. because you were a game away from getting back to five hundred. So yeah, teams are starting to surge a little bit, and that might be good news for the Steelers in the long run. 
Uh, but as far as the Jaguars are concerned, I don't think, again, they're going to catch the Titans because they're the Jaguars. They'll lose a couple games down the stretch there. They're not all the way there. But when you're looking at the, the team this year compared to what they were last year, you got to be a little bit more encouraged if you're a Jags fan, right? You got to at least yeah, say absolutely. Trevor Lawrence looks like he might be the answer again all of a sudden. And I'll say this, Jacob. Okay. He's very inconsistent still in his second season. When he plays well, he, plays, he looks like yeah, an Andrew right. Luck. He looks like a, oh, no wonder you were the prodigal son. Everybody knew you were going to be the number one overall pick slam dunk. Uh, there's no the question weird, that the talent's not there. The weird he's thing to really me now is as he's kind of come on hot these last two weeks, uh, or the last couple of weeks, uh, mainly this past week against Tennessee, and then when they beat Baltimore, after Baltimore was trying to hold on to another fourth quarter lead, um, in that time span, Travis Etienne kind of fallen off the face of the earth in terms of being a, a key contributor to that offense. Yeah, it's kind of shifted to Lawrence now, yeah. just carrying it. Uh, three tutties through the air for Trevor Lawrence, and the Jaguars were able to defeat the Tennessee Titans. And again, they have the Titans left on their schedule. They've got a game against the Texans left on their schedule. They've got a game against the Jets and the Cowboys left on their schedule. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a couple more losses in there for the Jags. Yeah. That's good for the Titans because they need to create that separation. Because all of a sudden the gap's getting a little bit closer mm -hmm. now with, again, another potential game swing with the Jaguars playing you at home in the last game of the season. But maybe a little too late for the Jaguars. They had a, a little too late. One, two, three, four, five. They had a five game losing streak in the middle of the season. After starting two and one, mm -hmm. and they've gone up they, ever since they ended that five game losing streak, they've gone win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. So that stretch is gonna, what they're going to look back and circle in October and say that's where we let the season get out of hand. But again, a lot of promise in Jacksonville, mm -hmm. and it is just so clear what a difference in a legit NFL coach will make because. With Urban Meyer at that helm, do you think they snap out of that five game losing streak and go win loss, win loss, win loss? I don't think so. Absolutely but I think not. Peterson is a good NFL head coach, a Super Bowl winning NFL coach. He has the locker room still bought in, and it might not be for this year, but he has them building towards a future there, and they're going to play tough down the stretch for sure. Yeah, I think they'll play tough. It's just going to be interesting, interesting to see this team's growth, right? This is one of the teams that has a lot of young talent, and a good coach, right? This isn't a, a young, talented team with a young coach. Let's see how that coach can handle things. Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl-winning head coach in the NFL. And talk about being able to do a lot with with not what you were originally planning on working with, right? He's the coach who led Nick Foles or, or coached Nick Foles to a Super Bowl win. So he's capable of leading a lot of young, inexperienced guys, I think. And it may not happen this year. That push may come a little little too late in the season for them, but they have the pieces there for sure. And if I were Tennessee's, if I were Tennessee, Tom, I'd be nervous. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are the Jets the best team in football that just doesn't have a quarterback? They always play close games. They really looked good defensively against the Bills, uh, especially late when they were down 20-9 to right. and they needed to get a couple stops. They kicked a field goal, get another stop. They had a chance to tie the game late. They just they don't you, have a quarterback. I'll they, give you one team, but it's kind of a I, – I can see how you would challenge me or, or give me pushback, and that's San Francisco. That's injuries. That's they. Right, they but, did have a quarterback, and by the way, they well, they, might, they might have one now. They had two. They might they have lost one now. Both. Birdie. He might Birdie be better good. than all of them. Birdie good. He looked awesome, and I think we we mentioned this last week. If there's ever going to be a quarterback to make Mister or excuse me, ever going to be a coach to make his system as easy as possible for Mister Irrelevant to come in and still carry this team, it's it's Kyle Shanahan's San Francisco 49er offense. <laughs> Purdy looked really good looked against Birdie the good. Buccaneers, man, and. It wasn't just like dump off passes to Debo and he takes it 50 yards down the field. Like there were some real legit balls being thrown by Purdy. And one thing that I thought was super impressive was end of the half. They're already up 21 to nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Niners get the ball back. They're going for blood. Purdy throws an interception. Bad pass. Doesn't see the lineman. Instead of rushing, he just drops off into coverage. He tries to feather one in over the middle. He just jumps up and picks it off. Penalty on the play, saves it, gives the Niners the ball back. Very next play, he hits Brandon Ayuk for a 30-yard mm-hmm. touchdown. Underthrew him a little bit, but he was so wide open that it didn't matter. And I think that's what the Shanahan offense gives you. Gives you the confidence to go right back to the air, even after throwing that interception that got called back, luckily, in your for your account. And creates so many wide open guys that even if you're Brock Purdy from Iowa State and you underthrow him a little Purdy. bit, it doesn't matter. Ayuk's gonna settle under it, catch Looks it, good. score a touchdown, and go up twenty eight to nothing. I mean, they pounded the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. It wasn't even like yeah. a a Purdy scratched out a twenty five to twenty one victory. It was a ass kicking of epic proportions. I mean, it's twenty eight to nothing by halftime. Right. So I'm not, you know, it was just one game. That's a pretty good Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, You have to stare across the sideline and see number 12, the GOAT, looking back in your eyes if you're Brock Purdy. I feel a lot more confident this week after seeing him get a full week of practice and a full game's worth of action against a pretty good defense in the Niners still being that Super Bowl caliber contender. And, and maybe maybe they still are the second best team in the NFC despite the injury. I think you could easily make that argument given how much the Dallas Cowboys struggled against the Houston Texans on Sunday. Yes, but I don't have to remind you this, Jacob. We've we've been a team in Pittsburgh for decades now that have been not the top dog status, right? You struggle with bad teams sometimes. The most important thing is you find a way to win. You went, and, and that's and, what and Dallas, Dallas did. did. Yeah. But it wasn't pretty, and it does give you a little bit of mm, what what's going on there with, with the Cowboys, especially after how great they looked the week prior against the Colts. Right. I mean, and go back a week before that when they blew out Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Speaking of them. Oh, your boys. Who called you, that you, Lions game? You did. I'm telling you, man, that when Vegas has a line like that, something's up. 
it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes Vegas can be wrong too. But a five and seven team being a two point favorite against a ten and two team at the time, that math just didn't track. And it turned out that they were spot on because not only did the Lions beat them, Jacob, the Lions beat them in a way that made it look like if you didn't know what the records were, they were the ten and two team, right? Like from mm-hmm. start to finish, they were just better in all three phases of the of the ball. And Jared Goff, I'm starting to believe in this guy, dude. Like, I kept thinking that the I mean, Lions might get stuck in this purgatory where Goff is good enough that they pick far enough away to get a stud quarterback, and they're just going to be stuck with a good roster and meh quarterback play, which means they'll be 7-10 and 10 forever. He's really playing I mean, well. now, too, he's got Jamison Williams on his team, so he has both Amon Ross and Brown and Jamison Williams. You look at the running backs, they have both DeAndre Swift and... And Jamal Williams. Look at the offensive line. It's a great offensive line. Yeah, you got Penny Sewell leading the way for that unit. They got rid of their tight end in Hawkinson, mm-hmm. but I think that they'll I mean, not every replace team, him. Not every team has a Pat Frymuth or a Travis Kelsey. Is that what I did there? And Hawkinson's put, put not, Pat in that conversation? I did, but Hawkinson's not even in that conversation. No, he's not. So, like, you can survive without him. And they are. Yeah, and right. they're winning a, a lot of games. They they were one in six to start the season, and they're five and one since then. And I saw a stat last night that the only team to start one in six in NFL history and make the playoffs was the nineteen seventy Cincinnati Bengals. And right now, the Detroit Lions are, well, they would be a game back if it was all clean. But the Titan, or excuse me, the Commanders and the Giants had to tie, right, so now they're to. a game and a half back, sure. I guess, of that playoff spot. Those two teams play on Sunday Night Football this week, by the way, the Commanders and the Giants, so we'll see who falls by the wayside there. But the Lions are 6-7, and seven, Seahawks are 7-6, and six, and then you got the two teams at 7-5-1 and one as your 6 and your 7 seed. They're not just alive for the 7 seed, Jacob. They're alive for the 6 seed as well. All four of those teams, the Commanders, the Giants, the Lions, and the Seahawks, have an equal claim to you any said, of those wild cards. You said as it, as it stands today, they're all in. The Giants and the Commanders are in. All, well, all four NFC East teams are in. All of them. Yeah, yep. because Seattle lost. And Dallas is the number one wild card, yes. Yeah. I don't think all four NFC East teams are going to get in. I don't I, know, because just based on the way Seattle's been playing the last couple of weeks... They have a chance to kind of lock in a playoff spot, and they've kind of folded. Are they in a two-game losing streak right now, or two out of three, no, I would they, say? they beat the Rams the week prior, and then they lost uh, yeah, the so week two out of three. Yeah, so two out of three they've lost. And their schedule, Tom, I mean, no, they've lost three out of four, to be honest, to, uh, now that I'm looking at it. So they were at one point uh, six and three, and now they're seven and six. Really not a great last month or so. Uh, and then you look ahead to the rest of their schedule, Tom, against the 49ers, against the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Seahawks could play their way out of the, the playoffs. playoffs. And then you look at the Lions' schedule compared to that. They do have a tough game this week at New York against the Jets. But the way that the Lions' offense is playing, I think that's still winnable. Then they finish at Carolina, home against Chicago, and at Green Bay. I think three games the Lions will be favored to win. Especially the now, yeah. I mean, they already beat Green Bay this year, mm-hmm. and that was Rogers, that was everyone what everyone was considering the death sentence for Green Bay. How could you lose? How could you lose to Detroit? And now here we are, all these weeks later. Detroit maybe has an outsider's chance of getting in. And if you think Rodgers is maybe checked out now. 
what do you think he's going to be in that last game of the year where they oh, have no? Completely. He might not even play. No, when I, they have I no think it'd be Matt, smart to sit him when they're mathematically eliminated. It's going to be interesting to see if they just move to Jordan Love. But I don't think you can do that until you're officially mathematically out of it. Or else, what's your fan base going to say? Right? You just then you then you literally are waving the white flag. So maybe you don't even see Rodgers in that last game of the year if you're the Lions. But I I don't know why I am going to do this, but I think they're the team that's going to make it. One of those six or seven seeds. I, I just think I like the momentum that Detroit's riding on. I think the schedule opens up for them real nicely. Commanders and Giants are going to take care of each other on Sunday night, and then they both, I think, have to still play the Eagles one more time this year. Or no, the Commanders already split their season series with the Eagles, but the Gigantes have to play against <laughs> the Eagles again in uh, it didn't go very well for the Giants this past week against the Philadelphia Eagles. No. I don't know if you noticed that. No, they, they got curb stomped. They're still in it. I don't know. Maybe you're right because by saying that not all four NFC East teams could get in because the, the Giants and the Commanders could play their way out. My prediction for the sure. two last wild cards, Commanders, Lions. I think that's wow. where it's going to play out. Not Giants and not Seahawks. I think Commanders beat the Giants this Sunday and get that leg up there. And you just illustrated how hard the Seattle schedule is Mm -hmm. down the stretch. I think they just end up falling off where the Lions, I think, maybe lose one more game, if that. But I think 9-8 and probably gets you in in the NFC, whereas I don't think that's the case in the AFC. No, I I think you're right. It's just... If you were to tell me at the beginning of the season, the last two, the seventh seed and the sixth seed in the NFC for the playoffs would be Carolina, Detroit, I would have just said you you are the craziest person I've ever met. Now the Denver, right? Bron- I mean, like those two teams, maybe the Commanders, just because you know it's a good defense and you trust Ron Rivera to a certain extent, but the Lions. I like the Lions, man. You don't you don't buy into that yet? No, no, I'm not saying I don't buy into it. Here's a question for you though. If they make it, Dan Campbell, a lot of people were saying as a preseason favorite for coach of the year, and then they had such a rough start. He's probably back in that race now. This coach of the year race has really been one really one an interesting one to follow just because of teams, upstart teams who have either had really fast starts and then kind of teetered off like the Giants and Seahawks or teams that had really slow starts like the Lions and now are doing so well and have an outsider chance of getting in. I think there's a lot of debate with the head coach of the year, but I think it's going to be Sirianni. I just think that just because of he's how just well wired to wire that team, just yeah. rolling that team right along. And they'll be the number one overall seed in the NFC. Uh, and they've, they had a little bit of a hiccup there where they lost to the Commanders. Yeah, and then but, they, know, they beat the, what was it, like 19 to 17? They beat the Colts or something like that. Right, like, it was close. But then they've just, ever since then, they've turned it back on and have mm-hmm. blown teams out. Equally so, do you think that puts Jalen Hurts as they've I think he's the front of MVP right now again. Mahomes right also behind two, him, and then Burrow in third. And That's how Tua, who we, th- who we were saying he's, was. The past was, two weeks have been bad for him. Dude, he was three for seventeen at one point last yeah, night. Yeah, had a really bad game. West Coast Tua is not a thing, <laughs> at I least so not, far, because no. San Fran and L.A. both ate him alive in that game. Uh, speaking of the Chargers, it's I mean, they're it, alive. They're alive. They're in. They're in the playoffs right now. That's what we've been waiting for all year from them, right? Showing up against the showing good team. up against the big team. Defense plays well. You put all that investment in the defensive side of the ball. They play well, and, and Herbert looked. Like he was the better of Herbert and Tua, which a lot of people thought he was heading into that game, and Tua's had a great year. Herbert, not so much, but maybe Herbert's getting a little healthier as the season goes on. He was masterful last night. 
And the Chargers, I know you hate the guy, but like I don't hate the guy. I've just been let down by the guy. You have been let down by the guy, but when you see a performance like that last night, you can't help but walk away and be like, he ain't the reason why they're not making the playoffs. No, 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 no. And I don't think I ever was saying that. I, I guess I was. I guess I was projecting my frustrations with uh, Brandon Staley onto Justin Herbert. But for the the Chargers, Tom, moving forward in their, in their last four games, they're playing the the Titans. The Colts, the Rams, the Broncos. They'll be favored in all those you games. You got to go 4-0. Maybe. Is the Titans game in Tennessee? No. They'll be favored in all four yeah, of those You games. have to go 4-0, don't you? You do. And not just because you want to make the playoffs. Get that momentum rolling yeah, into the playoffs, Yeah, you end right? the year on, fi- on a five-game because it started with Then Miami. all of a sudden, are you the Bengals of this year? You know, that team right. that was kind of around 500 until the end, and then they get hot and get 10-7. and seven. The only difference between the Bengals of last year and the Chargers of this year on their way the to expectations getting, were well there. no well yes but the point i was trying to make was on their way the bengals to the postseason beating baltimore uh beating kansas city right beating really good teams the uh, the chargers biggest test came against miami so it's it's just all downhill from here and i don't know if that's if that if that kind of competition is enough to really build momentum like you get to the playoffs on a five-game win streak great good for you but you go up against what what would they be right now they're the they are the, the seven seed they'd play the so they play the bills or the chiefs they play or the, the chiefs in the first round right now it's going to be one of those which three would teams. be a great game that they could win by the way because that's that's probably one of the teams the chiefs don't want to see them and the Bengals. but they're going to be probably right the six or the seven seed so they're gonna get either the Bills, the Chiefs, or the or the Bengals. One of those three it's teams. It's a very mount. It's a very tall mountain to climb mm-hmm. when you get into the playoffs. Hey, Russell Wilson started looking like Russell Wilson yesterday. Twenty three for thirty six, two forty seven, three touchdowns through the air, and he ran for fifty seven yards as well. That's kind of the rust that we were expecting to see in Denver. Was that the most points they've put up all all season it long? It was, and Brett Ripien even got in on the the game when he came in when when Russ left with a concussion. And threw a touchdown, but they fell short to Kansas City, thirty-four to twenty-eight. And as J- a result, Jacob unfortunately hit the music. The twenty twenty-two Denver Broncos. You had so much promise. I look at your record right now, and it's three and ten. It should be ten and three, but alas, you put the money in the wrong basket. The quarterback's a bust. Now you're stuck with him for the next four years. It's a tough time to be a Denver Broncos fan. Because unlike the Bears, when we gave them their eulogy at the end of last week, there's no promise in Denver. You've got a good defense, you've got some playmakers, but you're stuck with that quarterback for a long time. And I think he's he's washed up. Despite this performance out of nowhere, I still think he's washed up. So, the Denver Broncos, you've become the third team officially eliminated from the 2022 season. Better luck next year. Better luck next year and... Kind of weird that we only had one team get eliminated. Because everybody's around five and eight. And I guess so. six and seven. That's what Goodell wants, man. As many teams alive as possible heading into week 18 is the ideal scenario for the NFL. That'll do it for this edition of the Steelers Standard. If you missed any of our podcasts today, don't worry. We got you covered. You can get full episodes of our show. Shows like In the Locker Room with Wolf and Stark. Steelers Blitz with Wes and Moats. Uh the Drive with Matt and Dale. All of our great podcasts are available to download at any time on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
For Jacob Richt, I'm Tom Offerman. One more game to go. Patriots and Cardinals tonight on Monday Night Football. Patriots win. They're in that playoff picture, so there are some stakes attached to the game tonight. Enjoy the football. We'll be back again in the middle of the week. Talk more Steelers and give you our power rankings right here on the Steelers Standard. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.